0: Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Let me ask you about Kelsey. Uh, It's in the huddle, guys. Subscribe, get new episodes Tuesday, Thursday. Brian Baldinger, Jason Lock on 4, Carl Dukes with you. This guy's not the fastest guy in the league, right? But Kelsey finds a way to get open, and he uses his body so well. He had four touchdowns in the game the other night. And, you know, I, I'm watching him run routes, and I know you've watched him enough. And I always say he reminds me of an older Tony Gonzalez, right? I, I don't know if Tony Tony was better, but Tony had this knack to, like, run a route, get open, use his body, and he always caught these balls that you went, how did he get open, right? Because he's not beating anybody with speed anymore. What do you think about Kelsey and how he maneuvers – the defense with his route running and his body control.
1: Well, he's got 52 touchdown passes from Patrick Mahomes in five years so far. Um, That's number one on the entire NFL list of any quarterback receiver. Uh, So the Raiders did a lot of things to him the other night. They, they chipped him with max and they chipped him with Cleveland Farrell. When you get down from the eight yard line in, they were in man coverage and they run the rub routes, you know, where Trayvon Moore, covering covering can't, you know, can't, Stick stick to him. He runs these pivot routes where he goes in one direction, changes direction. He runs a, a scramble drill where Mahomes gets outside the pocket, and they're just in, in cahoots, in, in sync with one another. And Kelsey, you know, finds the opening, and then he he does because he is big. He's got a stiff arm. He can bounce off guys. He's big and strong. He's fast enough. And then the last one, the Raiders just simply lost track of him because of the formation they were in, just didn't think that they were going to run this crossing route and it was wide open. So they have, and they have one, one, one play where they've got Cleveland Farrell on top of them and Trevor Mooring on top of them. And they're going to bang him with Cleveland Farrell. And then he just runs this release where nobody can put a glove on. So he sees everything that they're doing to him. And he's seen everything that you can do to him. And so he's a step ahead of you in in most ways where, Mm. You know, every once in a while, they, he will get jammed and they won't let him off the line of scrimmage. But you're giving up one or two guys, you know, to that. So somebody else, and, and Mahomes sees it. So Mahomes sees one or two guys taking Kelsey out. All right, I'm going to go find Sky Moore. I'll find, you know, uh, Juju or whoever. You know, I'll find a back. So, you know, he's throwing to backs and tight ends a lot this year. And he's just taking with the – you know, he's not forcing the ball so the turnovers aren't there. Yeah. And so he's playing really smart. And in some ways, he might be a better quarterback right now than he was when he was the MVP of the league and throwing for 5,000 yards. I mean, he might be better.
0: Let's talk about Bengals Saints uh, as we preview what's coming up on Sunday here on In the Huddle. I don't know how the hell this happens every week, but Taysom Hill comes onto the field, and everybody in the building knows he's going to get the ball, Baldy. Coaching staff, guys on the defensive field, every – And the guy still scores and does amazing things for the Saints. Now, Sean Payton was using him this way. You fast forward, Payton's gone. They're still using him this way. And they don't win last week without his services. But how in the hell is Taysom Hill coming onto the field and everybody goes, he's going to get the ball. It's like Jordan with the last shot. Mm -hmm. And he's still able to score and make plays for the Saints.
1: Well, that's the formula right now. Because the reason why they were in a deep crypt going into last week's game with Seattle was they turn the ball over way too many times. So it was Jameis's curse. Um it's not all in Jameis, but they were turning the ball over too many times. When they run the ball with Kamara, who was healthy last week and looked really good, and Taysom, um, and Mark Ingram, when they run the ball like that, that's their formula. That's they're a good team. Like now defensively, like they had trouble with Geno Smith and, you know, and and the receivers, DK, and but they 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 had their best offense a of day. And so how do they do it? Well, you know, you have to, the, the offense line played really well. They're a good run blocking in line. Um, they'll be better when Trevor Penning eventually gets back at left tackle. But for right now they throw an extra tackle in there. Uh, they throw a full back in um, it's quarterback wildcat stuff. We know it's all there, but he's, you know, he's, he's really a good runner. Like he he's got um, he's got patience. He's got a four, four speed. He's got a great burst when you see him. He's 230 pounds. He's all buffed up, like he's a big back, and so he can he can run through tackles, and and then you mix it up with Kamara, and you put him in the backfield with Kamara, and you do some option stuff, and it becomes difficult to defend. And Seattle's not very good defensively, so um, Cincinnati is a much better test. Uh, they'll they'll be ready for it. We'll see if they can stop it. But uh, this is a good this is a good test. But I think I think New Orleans. Kind of found their formula. Like it's great that is out there and Juice is out there and all these receivers, but this is their formula. Like they gotta, they gotta stay with it because Andy Dalton was good within that system the other day.
0: If you're a Bengals fan, are you panicking right now with a two and three record? What do you what should Bengals fans be thinking right now?
1: Well, you know, they made all these adjustments to the offensive line, but they they've got real weaknesses there, Carl. Like they're they're not very good up front. And so, um, they're trying to work around that. And so, you don't see the explosive plays. T. Higgins, I mean, I know he came out early, but, you know, he he, he didn't have a catch. Uh, Jamar had seven for 50 yards. Like, the, the deep passing game isn't there. They've got to figure this out. They've got to run the ball better. That's really the answer. You, you can run these teams out of staying, you know, keeping these shell defenses and not letting the ball go over the head. you got to run them out of it. That's, that's, that's the formula. So they gotta run the like Joe Mixon's a quality back, but they gotta run the ball better um right now. That's that'll that will get things started. Um defensively, I think they're a really good football team, they're really sound. Um, Anarumo is a really good coach. Um, they kept the Ravens to 19 points and they needed a 59-yard field goal, and you know, to get 19. They did a good job of limiting Lamar. They're good. And so I think they'll be I think this is gonna be a low-scoring game. And but the answer is. Joe can only like Joe. He's not a miracle worker. Like you just <laughs> can't throw the ball into coverage right. and win. Like you know, you got to be smart with it. And so they got to run the ball better, and they got to probably, if they do, they can get some play action passes going, which can really you know get some guys down the field a little bit better than they have, and kind of take some deeper shots. They need some shot plays in their offense, which we're built to do. Baldy, a couple more things here before we wrap up.
0: Looking ahead, guys, to a big week in the NFL. And again, Tuesday next episode, we'll recap everything that happened over the weekend. Brian Baldinger, Jason Lock on four, myself, Carl Dukes. All right, I'm only bringing this game up because we had two controversies last week. And I want to talk about 49ers-Falcons because the Falcons felt like they got jobbed. Do they win the game? I don't know. Uh, but you get a chance to get the ball back with three minutes to play if the roughing the passer's not called on Tom Brady with Grady Jarrett. Fast forward, Chris Jones has a similar call, uh, Kansas City game, right, and the Raiders game. So everybody in the NFL is talking about it. So this is a a two-parter. One, I want to get your thoughts on the roughing the passer and where this is at with the league. And then the Falcons and the 49ers are interesting because they've been in every single game, and they're third in the league in rushing. And here come the 49ers with Debo Samuel and company. I want to do a little quick preview of that game, but where are you at with roughing the passer and how the league's handling this?
1: I think they overreacted, Carl. I think they overreacted. I think it's a complete overreaction to what happened to Tua. I don't actually blame him, but, you know, in the Tom Brady situation, I almost feel like, Carl, like there was a play earlier in the game when Grady Jarrett came on a twist stunt and got to Brady and tackled him low. And Brady was looking at uh Jerome Boger, who was, a, you know, the referee that day, and he was looking at him going, are going to make this call? And I kind of feel like at the end, it might have been a makeup call. No like doubt. In the NBA. No doubt. I don't know if that happened or not. Yeah, but that, I, I felt I'm that cool. way. I'm looking for some justification why you would call that. Because what Aaron Donald and Grady Jarrett and some of these – some of these guys that are get to the quarterback frequently, and Green Jarrett's playing out of his mind right now. He looks like he's back at Clemson, to be honest with you, Carl. He's he's playing awesome. But um, what a lot of these guys have done is they, they'll take the court rather than what Chris Jones did, which he did pull off. Like that, that call was a bad call. Like Chris Jones hit Carl uh Patrick. He he did not drill him into the ground. You can see him kind of pulling off at the end, but he is 325 pounds, like you said. So it it there is watching it in real time, maybe it looked like that. Slowing it down like I did, it didn't look like that. Um I, I feel like Grady, what he did to Brady was he he grabbed him and then he pulled him across his body, which lessened the blow. Right. That's what that's what Aaron Donald does every time he gets to a quarterback now. He just throws him across his body. He doesn't throw him down to the ground. Heck, we saw Max Crosby on a Sunday night, you know, um take uh Mahomes. And literally just hold him like it was a Pro Bowl. Didn't even tackle him. And they blew the whistle. Yeah, That's so right. It just blew the whistle. And, like, Max is smart enough to go, and I'm not taking a chance. I'll take the pass. <laughs> you know? But, like, just don't. So, the answer, Carl, to your question is let's not turn this thing into a Pro Bowl. Like, let's respect the game. Come on. Like, these guys, you have to hit these guys. You have to hit them to affect them. I mean, it's, it's the game plan. But most of these guys, like let's get the quarterback, affect the quarterback, hit the quarterback early, Rex Ryan. Let's let's hit the quarterback early. He's gonna give us too late. Like, don't change anything. Just enforce what we have in place. All right, we understand protect the quarterback from the knee down. Okay. Let's stay off the head, but let's hit we got to hit these guys. And so this is it's a violent game. Quarterbacks have to be able to take it. Um, backup quarterbacks have to come in and play. Like, let's not change anything, Carl. Let's just enforce the rules that are there and let's not overreact anymore to what happened to
0: him. I agree. I mean, this is why we watch. This is why we love the game. And the physicality has to be there. I'm not watching to see guys held up in a Pro Bowl situation.